0: You know, I'm. No one's perfect, um, right. so it's easier said than done. Like, you know, trying to make sure you're doing the right thing, and knowing that God it will do what you want Him to do in due time, and that you'll reap a harvest uh, in due time.
1: Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Macy Turley. Macy is a senior student athlete at Murray State University. Her day-to-day playing basketball for the racers can be busy, but her relationship with God gives her the extra strength she needs. Welcome to this episode of Behind My Journey. My name is Quinn Eaton, and sitting with me today is Macy Turley. Macy, thank you so much for taking some time and joining the Behind My Journey podcast.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes. So I know you're very busy, just to kind of give the audience a little bit of an idea of what Macy has on her plate, which I'm sure people that are clicking on this might already know who you are. But uh, you're a senior at Murray State University. You play basketball for the racer team. Is it the Lady Racers? Or uh, what just is racers. Just they, racers? Took,
0: they took out Lady. They a took Lady? Ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good.
1: You know what? That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've been going to the journey for eight years. Yep. You volunteer with the takeoff ministry, which is two to three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you are a very busy person is what it sounds like from all that stuff. So how is it, just, just to kind of get started, get into the conversation, I'm sure you have a lot of people come up to you in the community and like talk to you as if they know you. So how does that feel? Like playing at Murray High School, right? Growing up and then you go to Murray State University. How is it like being known in the community?
0: Um, it's kind of surreal. You know, whenever you're growing up, you don't think like a lot of people would know you. And so being able to play for Murray State in a college town, um, very community, family-based community, uh, it's kind of special. I w- was working out at the Wellness Center one day during the summer, and uh, I was doing the bike, and one guy just was walking around the track, and he was like, hey, good season this year mm. or whatever. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, just so being it, able to recognize that people know me. You know? It's nice. Yeah. There,
1: there are some benefits to it, but also sometimes... Like I'm sure you've had a weird interaction, right? Where someone like came up and was like, "Why didn't you grab that rebound?" You know, yeah, in that last game yeah, or something
0: like that. For sure. Like you always have some people come up to you and you have no idea who they are. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, hey," <laughs> like, "Okay." You just have
1: to shake it off. I, yeah. I assume. So, uh, you, you've grown up in Murray your entire life, right?
0: Yeah, about 20 minutes from Murray okay. in Mayfield.
1: Yeah. So very familiar with the Murray community, um, and you started going to the Journey eight years ago. Uh, you said your freshman year of high school is that right?
0: 7th grade. Or 7th grade. 7th grade.
1: uh, So how did you end up finding the journey whenever you, like you said, you live 20 minutes Mm -hmm. away and you've kind of been involved in the community your entire life. So how did you end up finally finding the journey?
0: Well, so at first I went to Sedalia, which is an elementary school in Graves County. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to Murray, which was my 7th grade year. My older sister was a freshman, and then my younger sister was going into the 4th grade. And so uh, some of my older sister's friends mentioned about mentioned uh, it, and then she came home one day and told me that Maddie and Monica go there and we should try it out. So mm-hmm. that's how it kind of all started.
1: So maybe some familiar faces were going right. to the journey and that kind of led you to that. Yeah. And, it, and from what you told me, you've been going to the journey and you've been volunteering for quite some time there as well. Mm-hmm. So how did you get involved volunteering at the journey?
0: Um, I think Jared Martin mentioned it to us. Um, while we were still at the Cura Center, mm-hmm. um, I started volunteering there and I was like, I don't want to do the babies, but yeah. <laughs> I will do twos and three year olds, but it's it's real fun.
1: So. so you go all the way back to whenever the journey was located at the Cura Center. Mm-hmm. So you've kind of seen the transformation from the Curris Center to the CFSB Center and I'm sure you're excited to see whenever we move into the new building, uh, like being able to volunteer that and actually oh, yeah. have those spaces for the ministries mm-hmm. and stuff that you've been working with. So for sure. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, and I think that that's supposed to be at some point next year. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into your journey, right? We're, we're talking a little bit about the journey church. Uh, when was it that you placed your faith in God?
0: Um, so it was my senior year of high school Well, before my senior year, my sophomore year, coach brought in Jared Martin to be our character coach. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of what led me to begin searching or, like, researching about faith and trying to find my faith in God. And um, Because he he came in and had a bunch of messages about, uh, obviously, applicating them to basketball, but then about life, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's kind of how it all started. And then my senior year... Uh, I got baptized, and the rest is history. The rest much. is history, yeah. right. <laughs> so
1: do you think, because it sounds like you were maybe introduced, you, you knew of God. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you you went to church before yeah. uh, you ended up finding the journey, right?
0: Yeah. Um, we grew up going to a Methodist church in Mayfield. Okay. And whenever I started playing AAU basketball, which was around third grade or so, second or third grade, Um, We just kind of stopped going because we were gone every weekend playing basketball. That takes up a lot of time. Yeah.
1: So do you think that it – I mean, just to kind of hear that you were kind of introduced to faith through sports, do you think that that's part of your – you would say that's part of your story?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So after my junior year, my coaches took the Murray State job, and it was kind of scary because going into my senior year, uh, being able to be coached by someone I don't really know mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of that unknown about it was kind of scary
1: <laughs> even but at that point did you know that you had a good chance to go to Murray State so it, it was kind of like a see you later instead of rather a goodbye to your coaching yeah
0: because um, they have been talking to me um and kind of our motto was one for four mm-hmm. and so we would give up one year to have four more so right. that was kind of what got me through my senior year
1: and so you, you mentioned that you were baptized, and that was, whenever, that was through the Journey Church, right? Mm-hmm. So you get baptized, and that's a huge step in someone's faith journey. But to kind of go back, what was your life like before the transformation? Because it sounds like you, know, you guys were traveling a lot, so you maybe weren't involved in a church. You weren't plugged into a church uh, on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So what was your life like before that transformation of, okay, I really need God in my life?
0: Um, it was kind of a little bit frustrating, um you know, being gone, not being able to go to church uh but I had people around me just encouraging me and uh, you know Monica Evans and my mom's friend Donna Smith, she just kept reminding me of these Bible verses and you know God works for good and just helping me through all my frustrations yeah
1: so it's it sounds like maybe the scripture or just faith in general yeah. kind of was able to give you a foundation mm-hmm. as, as you kind of played uh, in your sport as well as just went throughout daily life, right? Yeah. So you said it was frustrating. What kind of frustrations were there that that you had to face whenever you didn't have God as that as that center point in your life?
0: Um, I've grew up around basketball, so I'll talk about basketball a little That's bit. That's fine, yeah. Um, but kind of like... I'll use my knees, for example, like why do good things happen to bad people? Or why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Um, we've all heard that. And so just having this struggle with my knees and being like, man, God, why? Why me? Like, mm-hmm. why right now? Um, just kind of trying to get through that. That's kind of frustrating. But
1: yeah. And so that sort of thing, you, you may be asking those questions. Was there a point where you just said, OK, maybe I'm not in control, God's in control. Did you see things start to change once you maybe made that that realization, you came to that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I've had lots of conversations with my coach, um, and she's been telling me that, you know, he's working in ways that you don't know, and uh, the timing isn't always going to be when you want it to happen mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but she told me that, you know, he's using you for something good. And she gave me an example. I want to be an athletic trainer in the future. So she was like, maybe he's using this so you can relate to the players that you'll wind up having relationships with.
1: That's really good. And people all the time, through this podcast, I've been able to talk to a lot of people and hear how they talk to God. And sometimes it's through scripture. Sometimes it's through worship. And it sounds like for you it's through wise counsel. It sounds like you have a lot of people in your life that are able to kind of help you along the way and give you those Bible verses whenever you need some support or just talk to you about faith. So would you say that that, that would be the way that you connect with God? Because it doesn't always have to be one, but it sounds like that's a major part.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest. And she always gives me these books to read about faith and mm-hmm. all that. And so I think that's been helping me uh, kind of get through my struggles and frustrations. So.
1: And you finally say, okay, God, uh, I'm not in control you're in control you get baptized in April of 2019 so that was a big step right that was that was a, a big day for you so how was that experience and then how have things been since then
0: it was a great experience I actually got baptized with my younger sister
1: mm-hmm. so that was
0: kind of cool um, but ever since after that it's been hard you know I'm no one's perfect um, right. so it's easier said than done like you know trying to Make sure you're doing the right thing and uh, knowing that God it will do what you want him to do in due time and that you'll reap a harvest uh, in due time. But I think it's been good ever since I got baptized. So,
1: What are some things that you notice in your life that are a little bit different? Maybe, uh, Which, of course, you've been involved in athletics for a long time, so there might be some things that happen in a game where... Used to it might eat at you after after the game, but now there's a little bit of peace. Or maybe in daily life, you're you're still a college student, so maybe a, a test doesn't go as well as you wanted to. But there's still a little bit of, of peace. Is is there anything where you notice that some things changed whenever your faith became strengthened, some peace came to you? Is there anything like that? Um, not it doesn't always have to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: that's a tough question. Um, I mean, I've always been hard on myself in basketball. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like having that comfort in knowing that you aren't perfect and mm-hmm. God will still love you either way, like if you mess up on the basketball court, running yeah. a play and doing that. Um, maybe I don't take it as hard
1: mm-hmm.
0: now. But
1: Outside of basketball, you clearly have been going to the journey for quite some time. You're volunteering. I mean, you're a very busy person. Not, uh, this, is, this is not a humble brag or anything. I'm also a student athlete. I know how busy that can make your life. So, how is it that you find time to, you know, go to practices during the week and then still volunteer on the weekends? Like, what what drives you to do that? Because clearly, something right. you know, you, you could use that time to rest, but right. instead, you're you're still serving.
0: Um, I think the relationships I've built with the people at Journey and the little kids mm-hmm. uh, that I help with, um, just seeing them come in, maybe their first time, they'll cry a little bit. But mm-hmm. then whenever they come back, they're, you know, they're excited. And so just yeah. being able to see that kind of keeps me motivated to get up and go and things like that.
1: And you said Jared was the one that initially got mm-hmm. you started in yep. that. So, and you said no babies. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. want yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. <laughs> that. That's a lot there. So you, you started to go with the two and three year olds. And something that uh, people have said on, on the podcast here, whenever they volunteer, is they go into it. And they're teaching the children right but sometimes they learn just as much as the kids are mm-hmm. but can you relate in any way to that
0: uh yeah you know uh this month we've been learning god loves who god loves me and we do these little motions and mm-hmm. um throughout the week sometimes i even sing the songs that we listen to <laughs> uh just that's playing over while we do our activity and things like that yeah
1: so. they get stuck in your house yeah those kind of <laughs> songs I, I think i remember those kind of songs from Sunday school. So uh, you you get volunteer or you're a volunteer there and you're helping out with the kids. And that's something that you really enjoy because like I said, during the week, I'm sure as a student athlete, you're very busy. So do you have any time? Like as, as far as trying to juggle the athletics and then, you know, your academics and things like that, how do you find time for God in that really busy schedule?
0: Um, I think during basketball um the coaches do a very good job they actually bring jared martin in sometimes throughout the week um and i have been doing a devotional i did really good uh a couple years back Uh, i've kind of slacked off on it a little bit but i think just that happens yeah going through and finding books to read or just getting on my bible app and things like that just to stay in the word and
1: right yeah so your coaches have kind of helped you along the way. Mm-hmm. And you said that they've kind of given you material to read or, like I mentioned earlier, or, of course, you mentioned it first, but then I referenced it. They apparently, you know, give you scripture or they, they say, here's a Bible verse that might yeah. help out today. So how how is it to have that kind of support system that's also, like, you spend so much time in the athletics, right? So how is it to have that kind of support system while you're playing basketball?
0: Oh, man, it's it's crazy to have that kind of support system mm-hmm. you know you wish uh, everyone could witness that and I've heard that some other college coaches aren't really that type of relationship type mm-hmm. um, so just being able to connect with them and just go to them whenever I need to talk to them about anything everything
1: yeah um, it's kind of special well, I just sitting from you know sitting here across from you hearing you talk about that I think that that's really cool very valuable because like you said there are probably not a lot of other programs that do that that i mean we're in the bible belt so i guess it's a little bit more likely for a coaching staff to kind of reference reference some material and scripture and things like Mm -hmm. that that would be helpful but i'm sure you don't find that in a lot of other uh big maybe bigger schools so do you really i'm sure that makes it a lot more comfortable and you feel a lot more at ease knowing that your coaching staff is supporting you, and they know that there are things that are bigger than basketball, right? For sure, yeah. So besides your coaching staff, because you've clearly they've clearly impacted you in a positive way in your faith journey, who are some other key people that have influenced your faith?
0: Uh, my family, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents. My mom's friend, Donna Smith. Uh, she's the one that texted me one day and told me to remember Romans 8.28. Uh, god will work for good so mm-hmm. just and jared martin obviously yeah. um, people like that yeah.
1: and how how would how would you say they help you the most because we've already talked about uh your coaches they give you material and they're supporting you along the way and you spend a lot of time with them but as far as your family and maybe some other people outside of mm-hmm. the basketball coaches how, how are they helping you along your faith journey and, and helping you grow in, in your faith
0: um I think the biggest key is just listening to me whenever I go on my little rants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then just giving me advice to, you know, don't give up, keep going. Um, Recently, my mom just came up with an acronym. It's B-T-T-Y, which we call Biddy. (laughs) Biddy. It stands for better today than yesterday. Yeah. And so. That's really good. Yeah, we apply that to basketball, but it also applies to life. It does. Yeah.
1: And there are a lot of parallels whenever you play sports that, you learn and, and, and as, as you're playing a sport it's it's very applicable to life Yeah. so do you feel like and we kind of touched on this earlier but being involved in sports and having all these people along the way supporting you in that like that's transitioned into life like, mm-hmm. is, like you said you want to be a, a, an athletic trainer after your yeah. college career so how is it knowing that all the stuff that's happened in athletics as far as just you know basic life lessons that you learn playing sports as well as growing in your faith through athletics, mm-hmm. do you think that that's really going to allow you to easily transition into your your post-athletic career?
0: I think it will for sure. Um, obviously, building relationships is the key. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation to any uh, relationship you want to have. So um, I think just kind of taking notes of how the coaches have treated me and mm-hmm. then how the athletic trainer at Murray State has treated me and just taking notes about that and applying it to whenever I'm an athletic trainer
1: right and just from speaking to you you've got a really strong support system your family your coaching staff I'm sure your teammates as well and you've got that and people are probably sitting there and saying how do you have time to do all of these things you've got all these responsibilities as far as being at practice or making sure whenever you have a game day like going through that That process and then you're still volunteering you're still doing devotionals whenever you can you're reading books that your coaching staff you know offers you that will help you with your faith so from from my point of view i'm just saying it seems like that's a lot to handle like on Mm -hmm. on your plate so if someone was maybe in a similar situation where they've got a lot of stuff whether it be athletically or just life in general and you still have have time to volunteer how would you or, what would you say to those people uh, that might be in a similar situation where they feel like they're too busy, but yet you still find time to volunteer and then also dive into the word whenever you can?
0: Um, I think I would tell them, for one, don't give up, just keep pushing through. I know it can be hard, but. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is, I would say, be the coffee bean. Okay. It's a, You'll have to elaborate yeah, on that one. It's a book by John Gordon, and okay. we actually read it for our culture connection in basketball once. Mm-hmm. It took us about 30-45 minutes. It's real short. Okay. And basically, it's about a carrot, an egg, and a coffee bean. Whenever what happens to them whenever you put in boiling water.
1: Mhm.
0: So a carrot gets soft, uh, an egg gets hard, and then the coffee bean obviously changes the water yeah. into coffee. Yeah and so I just really connected with that book and it's basically I would tell them if they're struggling with you know time being busy uh, to kinda be the coffee bean to change their situation like don't don't let the situation change you
1: well yeah Yeah. that's really good yeah I was I wasn't skeptical whenever you said be the coffee bean but after you described it that's that's definitely a really good message behind that so Macy thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this I know you're very busy. You said that there are maybe some things that were bothering you physically with basketball. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're going to be able to overcome that, right? Yeah. And, and you've got your faith to fall back on for those things. So that's really good. So best of luck to you uh, with the rest of your basketball career. And thank you so much for taking some time to join the Behind My Journey podcast.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you having me here.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast@journeycalloway.com. At Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.